On today's show, I've got Chad Willardson. He is the president of Pacific Capital. He's got a great new book, Fit for Wealth, Seven Breakthrough Strategies for Elite Health and Abundant Wealth. Have a listen. There's a voice deep inside every day calling him to lead. Society, vices, inner demons, negative thoughts try to dampen and drown out that voice, but it never goes away. Your wife feels it, your children feel it, and your heart and soul feel it too. It's the voice that starts off as a whisper, but then becomes a calling, a calling to be the tip of the spear for your family, a calling to play all out and lead by example for your children, a calling to build a legacy that will go on for generations, a calling to be the warrior dad you were born to be. Dads, our children need us now more than ever to be that beacon of hope, courage, positivity, and strength. It's time to rise as warrior dads together as a brotherhood. If you felt that twinge in your soul, it's time for the warrior dad experience. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Jeff Wickersham. I am pumped up and excited to have Chad Willardson on the show. Chad, welcome to the show. What an awesome intro video, man. I got goosebumps. I love it. Thank you. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And I know we're going to have a fantastic discussion today about your your new book, Fit for Wealth. But before we get started, Chad, we'd love to hear, since this is a show all about dads, you know, your your family dynamic, what you've got going on, and then we'll jump into the uh, the book you've got. Yeah. So I'm a dad of five kids. My oldest turns 19 in a couple days. She's a freshman at college. Then I've got a 16-year-old son, 13-year-old son, 10-year-old daughter and eight-year-old son. So five kids, very active family in Southern California. All my kids play at least two sports. So I'm uh, very much a taxi driver to practice and games. And I love being in the bleachers for my kids. Love it. Awesome. So Fit for Wealth, what was the trigger behind? I know this is your your fourth book, right? What was the uh, the trigger to, to write it? And then let's let's dive into it. Yeah, fourth book, Fit for Wealth, really came from the idea that health and wealth do not have to be sacrificed one for the other. I really believe that we can pursue both at the same time and that actually we should pursue both at the same time. The habits and principles that allow us to achieve wealth or health in a great way are pretty much the same. And so a lot of our financially secure clients who've reached a pinnacle of, of financial success, they, their focus and attention really turns a lot to personal health and longevity. And so I just felt that writing about how these two are related would be something that would be beneficial to those who have have big goals, who have, are go-getters and really want to get the best out of life. Yeah, I love that. And I, I when I was reading the book, I mean, something right off the bat from Dan Sullivan, right? He said, I don't think you can, I don't think you have intellectual, psychological, or emotional confidence unless you have physical energy. I highlighted that piece because I think that's such a vital component. And I think it's missed by so many, especially kind of in this hustle, hustle culture. So what, what, what does that line, how did that strike you that that Dan had had alluded to and, and let off in the book with? I agree with Dan. I think everything everything starts with our energy and our energy starts with our health. And so I know in my own life when I'm not eating well, when I'm not exercising as much, I don't feel healthy. My energy is down. And when my energy is down, my results and my output are down. 
I don't show up as a as an elite father. I don't show up as an elite business person. I'm not really bringing my A game to anywhere in my life. But if I have that physical health, that high energy, I'm feeling confident because I'm keeping my own commitments to myself. Hal Elrod, if you know Hal, Miracle yep. Morning author, he texted me this morning just checking in and it reminded me I want to reread Miracle Morning before the year ends. Hal's a good friend of mine. But it's like he says, you wake up and how you start your day really impacts the rest of your day. And so we can't live in the future. We can't necessarily make decisions for 20 years from now, but we can certainly do better today. And I think my focus really has switched towards helping people pursue health and wealth at the same time by just making good decisions today, being a little bit better than you were yesterday. Yeah, I, lo I love that. Just, hey, a little bit better today than you were yesterday. That mindset is, is critical for growth, I feel. And uh, in the book, you share your own personal journey, right? Didn't you yep. Didn't you get to a point where you're like, holy crap, how did, how did I get here? Uh, share that a little bit. Yeah, Jim Gaffigan, a favorite comedian of mine, he says, uh, I don't eat until I'm full. I eat until I hate myself. And so I had one of those moments where I just, I just was not taking care of myself. I was really focused on work. I was doing good things in the family, but what was lost was taking care of myself and keeping my energy and my fitness high. And so in the introduction, I tell the story of just like basically putting the bacon cheeseburgers down late at night and saying, you know what, enough is enough. I, I was never like that. It's just like, it, it only took maybe six months to a year of me making poor decisions to get out of shape. Okay. And it's not like I was out of shape for years and years and years, but I said enough is enough. And I don't want to just get back to where I was a year ago. I want to get into a much healthier state. And it led me on the journey to really making a transformation physically and energy wise, but also writing this book along the journey. So energy, I, I, I feel like that's the number one value virtue correlated with thriving in life. And I think it's missed by so many, especially dads, right? We're, we're kind of wired to provide. Yep. They're so, I, I love how you related both, right? When your energy is down, your results are down. And so many dads specifically play with low energy and they wonder why they can't get better results. So what are a couple things, obviously you mentioned nutrition. What are a couple things that you did initially to start that journey back to getting peak energy and being in better shape? Yeah. So I, I found a CEO fitness group from a friend that I joined. So having accountability at one of the chapters, I got the chapters in front of me is hire only top experts, uh, transform with technology, leverage the compound effect, avoid temptations, be ridiculously ambitious. So it really started with ridiculous ambition. Mm -hmm. um, I told the trainer, I said, I'd like to lose 50 pounds. And he's like, whoa, you're not like super obese. You know, at 50 pounds is a lot. And that's a lot to lose in a year. And I said, I want to lose that in three months. And then he about fell off the chair on his Zoom call with me. And I said, I don't get excited by small goals. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm not reaching for something ridiculous, I just, I won't put my whole heart into it. So just humor me and just give me the plan of what I need to do to make that possible, make that a reality. And so we went for it and I didn't quite achieve it in the first three months. I think I, I was down 44, 45 pounds, but I didn't, this was all natural. You know, this was no supplements, mm -hmm. no tricks, no special diets. Right. It was just a lot of discipline and accountability and setting up habits that are sustainable for the long term. But I, I, th I think what's 
interesting in my story is I feel like a lot of people are in the same situation that I was before I started that transformation mm-hmm. and that we just know we could be a little better than what we are, than where we're at right now. And as a dad, like our example and our energy and our ambition really influences our kids, not just our spouse. If we're married, you know, my wife and I've been married 22 years, so we got married very young. We started a family young. And certainly the energy we bring to the marriage and to the family affects the children, affects their ambition. I think that's critical as a dad. You're the leader and your attitude, your ambition, your goal setting. If you're a dad who has goals, your kids are going to strive for things. And I think you set the tone. No, I, I love that. A couple pieces there. Accountability. Accountability is so key. I mean, you got to have somebody that's holding you to the things that you're chasing and, and going after. Sustainable habits. I think we're just wired by media, news, everything to hit that grand slam, walk off home run, bat flip, yeah. like I'm done. It just yeah. doesn't create long-term success. And then last point is being the tip of the spear for your family as a dad and leading yeah. with energy. I know, you know, from, from seeing your posts on social, your kids are following your lead. I know you've interacted with some of mine on social. My boys are the same way. And that's such a missed opportunity that I feel so many dads aren't taking advantage of because your kids are absorbing that. And if you want them to thrive and chase their visions and dreams, you got to do the same on, on your own, right? Because they, they learn more by example, for sure. Yeah. And I'll give an example of that we were just in Hawaii for the last couple of weeks um, over the Thanksgiving break. My daughter plays college basketball in the Big 12 Conference, and they had a tournament in Hawaii. We went to the games, which is awesome. And then mm-hmm. my wife, who's a great example of fitness and dedication and discipline, she had a triathlon race. And she had a triathlon race. And so we said, well, what about the rest of us? So we signed up for the, the Turkey Trot Family 5K. Nice. And I'll tell you, running a 5K in, this, in a lot of sand is a lot harder than a normal 5K. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was, we were at sea level, but I was breathing hard because running in the sand with, with kids is tough. But each morning I said, all right, we're going to wake up and work out. So no one's going to the breakfast buffet or the breakfast mm-hmm. restaurant mm-hmm. until we get a workout in. So you can come to the gym with me and we're going to do an hour long weightlifting or do like an hour long walk along the beach trails. And so the kids could choose. And my two younger kids came to the gym a few times. And then my youngest son, he was like, dad, the sign says you have to be 14 or over to be in the gym. You know, I don't think I'm supposed to be in there. And I was like, you stay right by my side. And if they kick you out, I'll come out with you and we'll do something else. But I think we set the tone. You know, we could teach my kids that for two weeks on vacation, we don't exercise. Or we could teach them that, hey, this is a great time to to get out and set some goals together. And What's cool is someone needed a running partner for the relay team of the triathlon. And so my son stepped up. He's never done a race, never done a race, stepped up, did it. And they ended up taking first place in the, on all the relay teams. And he did awesome. And now he's like asking my wife about joining other triathlons and in the relay form. So we set the tone, like you said, Jeff, I mean, we, we are the tip of the spear and our attitude towards health and wealth and ambition and goals and discipline and all these things, it will influence our kids and generations to come. No, I love that. And I love that story on vacation of, 
hitting the gym. And that's been the dynamic for, for my guys as well as hey, we're going on vacation. And so many people, I remember I talked to somebody that went on vacation for two weeks and he gained like 12 pounds. And I'm like, what the heck did you do? Just like eat and drink the entire time. Like he felt like crap when he was done versus, Hey, setting the tone, let's hit a gym workout. Let's work out even harder. And, and those are such from a dad kid perspective, such bonding moments, right? We bond through exercise and I feel like families are, are like a sports team, right? Yeah. And when we're all connected and it sounds, you know, from, from your story, Hey, the family's very connected in that piece man, where we're all headed in that right direction, we can cheer each other on. And it's, it's such an energetic force that families can play with, but I'm sure you see it many times. Dad's going this way. Mom's going that way. The kids are all, all over the place. And it's no wonder why they're all, all kind of challenged or struggling in, in life for that, you know, not only fitness side, but, but the wealth side as well. Yeah. I think kids and people in general will take the, the minimum acceptable standard that you have. So whatever your minimum standards are, like Ben Hardy talks about in his books with Dan Sullivan, like whatever your minimum standards are is what you're willing to accept. Uh, Tony Robbins talks a lot about that. So mm -hmm. what are your standards? What are your musts in your family? What are your expectations? And how can you inspire the energy and the commitment to go after big goals together? And I think that's something that we found makes a big difference. They're not going to follow my footsteps. They're right. going to make their own path. But the energy, commitment, enthusiasm, goal setting, discipline, all of that, they can glean from what I'm doing and what my wife is doing. And we can guide them and mentor them and, and cheer them on in their own journey, but with all those great principles of success. No, I love that. And, and we're coming up towards the end of the year. So I'm interested to hear from your family dynamic as dad, tip of the spear, leader with your wife. What, what kind of goal setting process. Do you go through it with the kiddos? What, what kind of things do you do from a family perspective related to, to goals and kind of missions or visions for 2024 since we're almost there? Yeah. Every six months we do uh, a family night that is vision boarding. We get the poster boards out. We go buy a ton of magazines. We, we separate it into four quadrants. Uh, it's physical, it's uh, educational, we have social, well, financial and educational are together, social and then spiritual. And we put our goals down there. We have one board that's for the family that we do as mm -hmm. a family. And then every, every kid does their own board and they put that up in their room for the next six months. And we talk about it and make sure they look at it each morning and each night. But it's a lot of visuals. And then we have one to three specific goals. The younger kids, I usually try to have them just do one. Mm -hmm. But one of them on the family board was to run a 5K together. Nice. And it's crazy because my daughter left for college earlier than expected. She left on June 1st, right after high school graduation. The team, the basketball team reported right away. Okay. And we realized, crap, like we did not, we missed that boat. Mm -hmm. We're not running a 5K. And our daughter's got basketball, the college basketball season goes through the winter. So we'll barely see her for Christmas. We kind of missed that goal. And then there we were, they had a tournament in Hawaii. We're at the hotel and we saw a little flyer that says 5k turkey trot. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's right here. Ah, it's on a platter. Awesome. Like let's, let's right? get it done. And uh, we did it and it was awesome. And I was like, that was the last goal we hadn't checked off. So pretty cool. 
That's amazing. And, and I love that process of putting it down, sharing it. Uh, last year, this year, my family did that with my two sons. My wife joined in and we all sat around and mapped out what we were going to attack for this year. And I think that's such a gift as dads to give that to our kids so they know how to set a goal, chunk it up, and then go after it throughout the year. Because I don't know about you, but I, I wasn't taught that when I was younger. We didn't sit around the kitchen table and say, hey, what do you want to chase? What, what are your visions for, for this next year? So pretty pretty powerful from, uh, from that perspective. The, the book, Fit for Wealth, where can, uh, where can people find it? Where can, uh, where can they look you up? Um, yeah, the books, all the books are on Amazon or on my website, chadwillardson.com. And Jeff, as you know, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm active there. That's where you and I have met. So those are kind of the places I hang out. Awesome. What uh, what final parting words do you have for the audience that that you can share from a uh, from a dad perspective to inspire those dads to not only tackle the well side, but also the fitness side? Yeah, I think for dads, our, our example sets the tone. And if we approach money or health decisions with, with stress or anger or force, it's not going to be received in the right way. Uh, but we set the tone by how we talk about it, how we approach it, the reasons, the why, like, I think that's important, especially a couple of my kids really like to know the reasons behind things. And so I, I want to share why we strive for financial success. Like as we're putting together the Christmas cards and last night we were putting stamps on them as a family and put stuff in the envelopes. And I was like, my youngest son, eight years old Beckham, he said, who are, how can we have so many cards, dad? And I was like, well, most of these people are Pacific capital clients. So these are the people that I work with that pay Pacific capital that helps us have a living. Like they're the ones who are paying for our food and our clothes and the things that we have in our house. And the more people we can help, the more resources we have to be generous with. And it's like, oh, it kind of like the light goes on. And for mm -hmm. fitness, being able to say, hey, you can achieve whatever you want. If you have good health, you, you know, that's the foundation. If you have good health, you have a million wishes. And if you don't have health, you have one wish. Right. So you're restricted in your goal setting if you're not taking good care of yourself and your energy. So we talk about the why of why are we waking up and working out before anything else? Because we want to have energy for our school day or for whatever we're trying to accomplish that day. So I think as a dad, don't just make expectations of your kids, but explain the why, the purpose. And maybe some kids aren't runners or aren't weightlifters or whatever. So find what they enjoy doing and just encourage that. I think the quote is like the best way to ride a horse is in the direction it's already running. So find the direction your kids want to run in and help the horse run that direction. No, I love that. And I love sharing the why. And I, I feel like that's a kind of a side door strategy to get into the minds of kids that you know, they don't want to be lectured to, they don't want to be told. I mean, I don't want to be lectured to, I don't want to be told. Right. right. But sharing the why. And then I know you're a huge basketball guy. Like my boys both play basketball. I love sharing like some things about Kobe Bryant and his mentality or, you know, Steph Curry or Michael, like when you can share stories of others that have kind of reached an elite level with regards to what your kids are interested in, then all yep. of a sudden it opens up their eyes and they're like, wait, it's not just dad saying this. These guys are, 
the best of the best. And this is how they do certain things. So I think that's another kind of side door strategy to get in the mind and get, get their buy-in to saying, Hey, I want to want to do these things and I want to play out and, uh, and implement for, for sure. Yeah. I, I think you can't do it yourself. You, you have to have good people influencing your kids and age. I've got three teenagers, you know, 13, 16, 19. And I think mm-hmm. that they go through that phase of, little bit of rebellion and discovering who they are and they don't want to listen to mom and dad as much. They're trying to figure out their own self. That's a great time to have other influential, whether it's podcasts or Ted talks or videos or, or literally books, something that you can actually share with them where they get influenced by people you admire. I think that's a great tactic as well. Yeah, I, I love that. And I share many books and YouTube videos of, you know, maybe it's Tom Brady talking about how when he was in eighth grade, right, his team was 0-8 and, and he was the backup quarterback. Like he wasn't even yeah. a starter. And I share that with my guys because they got to know the journey. And so many times we see the finished product, but we got to know the the journey and the effort and the hard work that that goes into it. So Chad, I, I love the uh, love the convo, love the book Fit for Wealth. I'll link up all the uh, all the show notes as well as websites to grab that. Appreciate you being on the show. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, Jeff. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Dare to be uncommon. Love, lead, legacy. Create a legendary day. And I'll talk to you soon.